Welcome back to Rich Check Podcast. Episode 31. Woo! Super lit. We officially have over a month worth of content. One for every day of the month. Wow. So for all you people who are just joining us and tuning in, you get a lot to catch up on. Yep. But it's all good. Trust and believe. Much appreciated for those who have been supporting us. We love you. And uh, continue to support. Uh, If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Please. If you're watching us on Spotify... Give us a five-star rating. Please. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, I'd also like a five-star rating. Please. And uh, get in contact with us. We're on Instagram, TikTok, et cetera. Um, we got a special episode. A very, very special <laughs> Very, very. Episode. Shout out to Rashawn. Shout out to Rashawn. <laughs> so if you're listening, um, Rashawn is not here. He's still lost in the world somewhere. He's still lost in the world somewhere. Rashawn is Carmen San Diego. He's playing that role. Uh, we're trying to figure out where he is. So we're going to share another image of Rashawn. Maybe you guys can guess where he is. Yeah, we're going to put it right here this time. This is where we're putting it. <laughs> so shout out to Rashawn. We love you. We miss you. And can't wait for you to, uh, to come back from vacation, your working vacation, and, and join us on the couch. Uh, but before that, uh, so in his place, we have a, a friend of the pod, if you will, yep. who's hey. guest co-hosting this week, Rafa. Hey, guys. Uh, happy to be here. Glad to have you, sir. Excited How's it feel to be, to be back? I, I, you know, loving it, man. I loved it the first time and wanted to get back on the couch. Is he, it's better the second time. <laughs> yeah. Respect. <laughs> uh, and we have a special guest. Uh, this evening, whom we'll be interviewing and sharing his story. Ben, you want to introduce this guest for us? Yeah, we have uh, a very good friend of mine, uh, a very serious heavy hit and watch collector, too. Heavy, heavy. Heavy, super duper heavy. Super duper heavy. <laughs> uh, but also, he, is, he has, he has, he has, what I love about this guy, varied taste. Yes. And um, he buys what he likes, mm-hmm. and he's got a really amazing story. Yep. Um, so please do the honors. One half of the best sneaker store in New York City. Let's get him. Danny yeah. Arango, co-owner and co-founder of District One. Let's go. Clap it up. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, my man. Yeah, thank you for having me. I've been uh, waiting for this for a while. <laughs> uh, we think we spoke about this like six months ago. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> so what yeah, what you guys can't see is um in the studio from time to time when we have guests. We also have visitors mm-hmm. that uh, come in and, and sit down with us and watch episodes. And Danny is one of those people who's been a long supporter and has come in and has sat on a couple of episodes. Yeah. And um, an avid watch collector, a young watch collector, yeah. uh, which I think makes this really, really interesting. Um, but he has really great taste and watches. And um, we're going to share some of that with you tonight. But before we, we continue, we've got to have our honorary wrist check. Uh, ben, you want to kick us off? Yeah. So I actually forgot we were filming today. Okay. <laughs> but I got a new watch. Uh-oh. And I forgot to bring it. Okay. So we'll talk about it in the next episode. But I went with the Vacheron today, the 56. Not a bad one to go I'm with. I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt and shorts. I'm going to wear something elevated on my wrist. That's Ooh, just all there is Get them. So that was my thought process today. Respect. Cool. Danny, what do you got for us, man? So I have a black Aquanaut. Let's um, go. This oh. is my like everyday wear. 
perfect sports say, watch. Say what it really is. <laughs> say, say it's a beater. It's not a beater. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's something I enjoy wearing every day. I like how low key it is, and that it doesn't get too much attention. But you know, it's really accurate. So I really love that. I'm really particular about accuracy in my watches. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much. The beauty about that piece too is that you can literally. So the reason why he calls it a beater is, and I get why you don't. <laughs> you will one day very soon. I wore one for a year. Yeah, I know what it's is, like. But the fact is, his, to his point, you can wear it for a year. It goes with everything. Yes. The case proportions on the Aquana are impeccable. Mm -hmm. It's just thin enough. It's just wide enough. The dial is just pretty enough. And the rubber strap is comfortable and just stylish yeah. enough. Yeah, I think and the rubber strap is my favorite. I love rubber straps. Beautiful. Watches. And I think um, to Ben's point and just knowing him and his love for this as like one of the most perfect sports watches. I, I called it that. On he did. Is yeah. um, when you talk about like where we come from and what we love, like because we're New Yorkers, born and raised, right? And love sneakers, streetwear, the culture. This is, there's something about Aquanaut because it's so beautiful and it's so elevated, but it's also still very street. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a pedestrian way. I mean that in a like, sort of like how you're rocking with it. Like when you think about it and you're considering like you, white t-shirt, windbreakers, New Balances, Aquanaut, fire. Yeah. You don't necessarily think that when you think Patek. You don't. But, yeah. but it works perfect. That's why they made that. That's why they made it. It's perfect. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. a nineties baby. It is. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. No, for Definitely. sure. And Definitely. Danny Danny got a good one too. He has the, a great one. It's the fifty one sixty five. So it's the smaller version of what's in the current collection, the fifty one sixty seven. It it's is the perfect. So it's, it's even it's, it's even better proportions. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh moving along. My man Rafa's got a very a very special watch. I'm channeling Rashawn, so it's you a very, very, very special watch. Very, very, also, very special. That's a new watch for you. It's a new watch. So, I haven't worn it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't remember, we had we I think it was the end of season three. We had Rafa and his wife on Nacho. And they were one of my favorite episodes, by the way, Love and Thank Watches. You. Uh, where Rashawn got it super poetic. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. And this was a watch that we talked about that season yep. because Watches and Wonders had just transpired and we're big Tudor fans. Yep. But you picked up the... Yeah, the Tudor uh, Black Bay Pro. On uh, bracelet. On the bracelet. It's fire. Uh, I got it yesterday. Uh, it's an awesome watch. Very comfortable. Love the look. It's not too thick. Yes, All the haters is. out there, it's not it's too, too thick. thick. <laughs> See, like ben, <laughs> obviously Ben is going to complain too about thick. it. Now, to be fair, everybody on this couch... We like them thick. Hey. <laughs> but that watch don't do it. It's great, man. It's, it's pretty awesome. So, so let me say this about this piece. I tried this on on a NATO, on the NATO that, yeah, uh, that it comes Tudor, with, yeah. Tudor makes. And I wasn't feeling it. But we were, uh, we were sharing this one with everyone behind the scenes before we got started. And on the bracelet, when you wear it, it yeah. actually wears nicely. Yeah, yeah. It it is a thick watch. I'm it, not gonna lie, but it, it doesn't wear thick on your wrist. It doesn't feel. It doesn't. It doesn't feel crazy. Not with no, the bracelet on. Not with the bracelet yeah. on. No, no it's, it's thirty nine. It's thirty nine. It just fits. I think it's great, and I like. I like a hefty watch. I don't like titanium ultra 
ultra like light watches. I like a, a watch that I can feel. You want to feel some substance. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I like about that piece is that it, it and what I love about Tudor is, uh, you know, they are today and we say this all the time what Rolex used to be. Yep. And this feels like a tool watch. Exactly. It feels nice. I'm going to scratch it up. I'm going to travel with it. You got to be scared yeah, to wear purpose it. Purpose you know? that thing and make it yours. That thing is beautiful, yeah. man. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little envious. I got I to admit. <laughs> you, you'll get one. I, I can feel it. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out um, to Barry's wife. Please let me Shout out to one. my wife. Yes, <laughs> let, me, let me have one. You got one. an anniversary. It might happen. Yeah, wedding anniversary is coming up. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, I, too, am wearing a tutor this evening. I'm wearing my... Uh, handy dandy and trusty uh bronze black bay 58 on the bracelet and i love this thing i uh i've had this for almost a year now i got this uh late august last year Mm -hmm. um you got it right away i did when they came out i did yeah 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 and i I shared that story too on uh on the on the podcast shout out to nick milo uh for the layup and the assist facts uh big facts who helped me get this because he had the relationship and um this is i love this piece um i've i've gotten to the point where i've assembled quite a few watches (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) just a little bit i do feel a little guilty from time to time but what's nice is when i when i do break a piece out that i haven't worn in a while and i used to wear this a lot yeah you did. and i haven't worn it in some time i feel like because it got hot out you stopped wearing it yeah and uh but wearing it now i'm just falling in love with it all over again and um it's really nice to look at feels great on the wrist has a lot of patina already it's got a ton of patina you, can, you can clean it up i think so so i was looking at videos earlier today on um how to go about cleaning this one and I know how to clean a bronze watch, but this one is um, this one's a little different because it has aluminum um, content yeah, to right. it. So the interesting thing with uh, the Tudor Bronze Black Bay, it doesn't develop any of that green rust. Uh, it doesn't get any of it, and it's because of the the, uh, the alloy content. Okay. Um, so it's just all patina. And uh, I was looking at some videos. I, I think I'm going to clean it up because I remember when I first got this, it looked almost rose gold. It was nice. We were looking at photos of it together today. It yeah, cool. we were. And it, it did. And it was very nice. And not that I'm upset about how it looks now. I love it. But I would like to see that and experience it again. So I think I'm think i going to go. I think I'm going to go. I'm going to figure sure. it out. Get some summer patina on there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I clean it up, take it to the beach, purpose it all exactly. over again. So that's that. Um... Moving along to our guest, our special guest of the season. Very special guest. <laughs> Don't guess Danny. It. <laughs> it, it really is a, a pleasure to have you here because uh, we, we spent a great deal of time getting to know one another and talking. And um, I remember when I first met you. And I was picking up a tutor. You were <laughs> two, two, two. You were tutors. picking up two tutors. Yes. And uh, we really got to talking about watches and sneakers and just the culture. And I really enjoyed that conversation. Um, But before we get into that, I just want to explore a little bit of your origin story. So you're a native New Yorker. Yes, I'm from Jamaica, Queens. Jamaica, Queens. Shout out to Jamaica, Queens. Yep, yep. You took the words out of my mouth. I'm going to say shout out to Queens get the money. Queens get the money. Respect. 
Um, but uh, who is Danny? Where is he? Where is he? We know you're from Queens. Okay. What's your What's your story? How do you know? What's your New York story? All right. So I grew up in Jamaica, Queens, on One um, Fiftieth and Hillside, basically on uh, right next to Kings Park. Mm. Anybody's familiar with that area? Uh, two blocks away from Jamaica Ave. Um, my parents are both Colombian. My entire family's Colombian. Um, they came here in the seventies. Um, they had me. I'm, I'm a ninety. I'm a nineties baby. Um, they we lived our whole life there. Mm. Um, my parents still live there. My aunts still live there. They all live across the street from one another. Everyone is. I mean, we love Queens. It's just where yeah. you know. Um, we basically, you know, they immigrated from here. They came here to have a better, you know, have a better future for us than what they were experiencing in their right. homeland. And uh, I just try to strive to make them proud. And, uh, you know, I really, really don't take for granted the sacrifices they made uh, and the jobs they took on so that I could be in the position I'm in right now. That's awesome. As a owner of a District 1 and a real estate investor as well. There we go. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. So... Knowing your story, so Queens is a special place for those that that aren't uh, that familiar with most New York. diverse borough in the world. It really is place in the world. I lived in Queens for a little bit while I was in college. I lived on uh, I was in I was on Ditmars, and like I think 79th, I was right behind the airport. Okay, and um, the most diverse borough I experienced. The, no, seriously, <laughs> quite literally. And the thing with Queens is because there are different boroughs in New York, obviously, that and, and different areas in these boroughs that have diversity. Queens has always been consistent, right? I remember when I lived out there, you had the, the Greek community, the Jewish community, Arab community. Heavy Indian community. Facts. If you want Indian food in New York, (laughs) Queens, you can't go wrong. Especially like Queens, you can't go wrong with Indian, Italian, and Greek food. You're going to get some of the best, right? Huge melting pot and very underrated in terms of what the borough has to offer in food. You don't know unless you visit. For sure. Hands down. I mean, just to give you an idea, my my best friend, his name is Bala. He's African. Um, Okay. My next door neighbor was Indian. Yeah. Person right in front of me was Chinese. Yep. And then the rest of the building was mostly Dominicans, Puerto Ricans. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we had such a broad scope that I got to understand and commute. I was able to communicate with so many people from different places. Right. And kind of understand how, you know, Muslims pray at a certain time, how yep. Indian people pray at a certain time, how, you know, certain times you can't. They. I just understood more of their culture. Like, mm-hmm. I understand when. Um, my, my family's Catholic. When mm-hmm. There was, you know, Easter was out. It, it was just so many different things I was experiencing uh, where it's kind of confusing, right? Because you're sure. like, who's right? right? Yeah. All this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're just like, it, you learn how to communicate with everyone, which I think helps me now as oh, 100%. with all the people I get to meet every single day just to be able to communicate with them and kind of find something in common with them. Yeah. Which a lot of people, when you don't grow up in these kind of things, it's, it's difficult for you to communicate. Maybe you don't speak, you know, mm-hmm. English properly or things like that. But it's so easy for me because just I'm used to it. That's, yeah. that's my whole childhood. That's the beauty about, about New York is um, growing up with, with that, uh, that sort of expanse of like diversity, you know, where you're going to have, you're going you're gonna to foster relationships with people from varied backgrounds. Yes. Right. And you'll find those commonalities. And I think one of those commonalities is just knowing your story. 
was sneakers. Yes. Right. And if you know anything about New York, New York has a heavy sneaker culture via hip hop, yeah. pop culture, design, fashion, etc. And you dove in head first, from what I understand. So yeah. you were one of the, the, the few, maybe one of the many young people in New York yeah. during the, the heyday when streetwear started to really rise and pop and bubble. That's when Instagram started popping too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was like 2012, 2011. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was in college and um, still remember just um, one of my friends was telling me uh, I needed some part-time, some money, right? Because mm. I was playing, I was a college baseball player and my dream was to make it to the MLB. That was my only, nothing mattered but making it there. Right. And in the process of that, you know, you're a starving college athlete. Sure. You're hungry. <laughs> like you're literally hungry. Yeah. And at that time, I remember one of my friends saying like, hey, um, if you're looking for some side money, these military phone posits, I think they're called like the army camo ones mm. we're releasing so he was like come with me to jimmy jazz like we're, i guarantee you we're gonna make some money okay so we went mm. uh this was like 2012 or 10, 11 i don't remember the exact year but okay we went i took my 400 i had saved mm -hmm. i took um, my best friend balas 250 he had saved <laughs> i went i bought three pairs lost 50 on each one <laughs> <laughs> i still don't forget and um i was like damn like <laughs> like why did I lose? Why, what, you what said did you we was gonna make money. It's like man, I lost one hundred fifty dollars. What was, what was yeah. going on, man? But when you only have four hundred, yeah, it was one fifty. Yeah. You know, you feel like you're you're going, you're broke, you're back to zero again. And you you lost money on a friend's, and uh, I lost money for my friend. Yeah. Um, so he got turned off right away. So sure. the next time I was like, yo, there's another opportunity. Um, yeah. He was a hell no, like you're just gonna lose money. Yeah. But little by little, I started understanding. I started doing more research on eBay. Mm. Um, at that time, I also had a job at American Girl. Um, oh, wow. oh wow! Okay, I didn't know. Did this. not expect that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I worked as a cashier. Um, Respect. Yeah, and um, one thing we started doing was um, I started this. Is how I got into reselling. Period. Mm. I remember the holiday season. They had a dog called McKenna, and um, so those dolls were sold out. Yes. And when those dolls would be returned, because, you know, a lot of people, nobody's really reselling dolls, right? But a yeah. lot of people, a lot of people would return them because their daughter didn't want them, whatever. It's the sure. holidays. So I started noticing that those dolls were going for like $300 on eBay because yeah. everybody wanted them right. for Christmas. Exactly. So I was getting them for $80, right? So right away, it clicked. I'm like, wait, like, I was selling them on the market. Man, started the <laughs> so I, I told my wife, well, my girlfriend at the time, We've been with uh, 14 years now. Um, Respect. Shout yes. out to her. Yep, for sure. Christy, love you. Shout out to Christy. Shout yeah. out to Christy. And um, she, I told her, hey, let's open up an eBay account under your name so I don't get fired. Respect. You know, you saw in the So we did just that. And every doll that got returned, I would ask an employee to do me a favor Bye. and get it for me because yeah. I'll give it to a niece, whatever. Plus, nobody really knew. So they didn't care. Sure, they didn't really get so, it. So, yeah, we just flipping those dolls, flipping those wow. dolls. And as time went on, you know, I made some pretty good money. I was making, I remember, like, my check was $300 a week. And then I was making, like, $400 a week on the dolls. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, okay, right? There's there's a disconnect. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're telling us to look out for these resellers because mm -hmm. they didn't like them. At right. American Girl. Did they know? Not realizing, that, you know, I was like, wait, these resellers are kind of smart because <laughs> they're coming in here buying these dolls and making this easy money. 
And then um, as I got, you know, I got started understanding more of the resale, I, I got more familiar with eBay. And then uh, my later on, I ended up getting fired from American Girl because I was going to sneaker releases and coming in late. Uh, right. And I was devastated. Like, yeah. I love that job. I was making a lot of money on the side. I was having a good time. Uh, well, how old were you at this time? I was like 19. Three hundred dollars a week. Nineteen. I was making. I still remember to this day. Ten fifty an hour. That's. I was happy. Yeah. I was a back then at that age. I was happy. That's good money. A lot of these people making fifteen now. You should be happy. Yo, my, when <laughs> I, I was eighteen. When I was eighteen, my job was paying me nine fifty an hour. Well, same. Ten fifty was lit. I was happy. My first job was at a hand car wash. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, mean, my, I got my first job under the books, so it don't even count. I was on the bread truck. Oh, I, was I was getting, off the books too. I was getting cash well, every Friday. I was getting cash. Yeah. So before that, in 2010, I did construction in the summer with my dad. Right. And um, I remember I was getting $15 an hour. And so it was cash. It was mm -hmm. great. And um, But I started realizing, I'm like, this is a lot of work. Like construction yeah. is no joke. No joke. And and I started telling my dad, I was like, you know, I really started appreciating him then more. Because you got to see what he was going through. Because I was like, dude, you're lifting up these cement pallets. For like, the family. 15 and my dad was getting paid the same as me crazy so i was like holy crap i want to make sure like i don't ever forget this but i also right. told him i'm never gonna do construction again after the summer facts i knew it i was like i'm not working with my hands yeah i know it sounds you know less manly than most people i'm terrible with my hands i'm perfectly <laughs> fine not working with my hands i i prefer to work with my mind respect so i remember telling him like yo i'm done with this like, yeah i'm never doing this so um at that time i remember my boss his name was Ronnie. Mm. And I remember him swiping up on his phone and saying he just made $75,000. Wow. Meanwhile, I'm getting $120 a day. Yeah. All right. So I'm like, all right, wait. 120 a day, homie just made $75,000. Of a swiping. Swipe. I didn't understand what he was doing, but he was just selling some stocks he bought. Yeah. Like he was a stock trader and he yeah. was a construction. He was a contractor. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wait. So if this dude just made $75,000, I'm working here with my dad for 120 a day. How much is he making on this deal? Yeah. Right, comes to find out he was making like ten thousand mm. on like four days of work, wow. and me and my dad were getting four hundred dollars yeah. each. Right, and I was like, all right, I knew right that something clicked, and I was like, okay, um, I gotta understand how money works mm. because if he's swiping up saying he makes seventy five thousand, and I'm here making one hundred twenty dollars a day, it's not my dad's fault because he came from another country. He he had no idea, but he I was like, know. I'm gonna do better because. There's no way I'm going to do this in my future. Right. I knew off rip. Right then and there, I knew I was going to be successful because I knew I was never going to do that again because right. the thing he clicked in me right that day, I never forgot it. To this day, that's the story that mm. I knew that day I was done at least working construction. And I knew I was like, okay, I got to understand economics and money right. so that I'm never working like this for this salary again. Right. Right. And that that moment really clicked for me. Mm. And then as for reselling, yeah, American girl fired me. I was devastated. And I remember my, my, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, told me, what are you worried about? Like, you're already making more money on these lines than you are at, the, at work. Shout out to her. For sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> and then I remember she she just she absolutely believed in me. And then uh, I started doing it in college. And then my senior year of college, I had an injury playing baseball. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to dedicate my entire time to just reselling shoes mm -hmm. because I felt like at that time, um, Kiff had just came up mm -hmm. and they were releasing, I remember Mercer pants every Monday. 
Yes. And I was going every Monday right before class. And I was mm. coming to class with like six of these pants and <laughs> and posting them in the class, in, in class on eBay, selling them while in class and shipping them as soon as I was leaving class to wow. the customer. So right away, all my teachers were like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you coming with these? Why are you shopping every day? Yeah. That was their favorite phrase. And I was like, I'm not shopping. I'm... I'm, I'm making money. I'm making money. Yeah. But a lot of people look down at reselling at that time. Oh, they still do. Yeah. They still do. But it's still, I think it's more glorified now as more resellers have gotten more successful, especially through it. A lot of people kind of look up to us now, right? The ones that are, are doing really well because they're like, oh, that's an if awesome you, career. Yeah. You live on your own terms. Blah, blah, blah. I feel like if you're removed from it, you do. Yeah. But, but if you in it, if it's you just you see a them, For they, sure. they still kind of look down on them. For sure. And I'm cool with that. And I, yeah. I still remember um, a lot of people were like, yo, go get a job. Da, 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 da. And I was always like tunnel vision, tunnel vision. Like I knew my numbers. I was yeah. making like $400 a day yeah. in college every day. So I right. was like, I don't care what anybody's saying. This is better than the 120, much easier than the 120 I was making three right. years back. Yes. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to go back to that life. So everybody right. telling me, go get a job. Da, da, da. I was like, Whatever. You're Who cares? I'll probably make it more than you right now. Yeah. So when I ended up going to college, my senior year, I had three credits left. I had to graduate. And at that time, I remember I, I had made uh, like $50,000 for the year. And I was like, do I really want to go back to college? Because that was a lot of money. For sure. me, that was, everybody was telling me I was going to go get a job. To, and you go talk, ask but, but, for 60000 yeah. you know, you, you're talking about you made 50000 cash. Exactly. Well, it wasn't cash. I was selling it on eBay. It had to be reported. Okay. Right. And and to be clear, I didn't see any money for the first seven years that I resold. Wow. I, I just stacked all my money. I didn't spend a dollar wow. because I was so focused that I understood as I got older that the more money I had, the more money it would make me. Yes. Right. So a lot of people want to spend it the moment that they touch it, not understanding that 100000 is nothing. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. nothing. You're not seeing the big picture at nothing. that point. Not understanding that if you have $10 million in the bank, you're guaranteed to make a million dollars a year. Yeah. Doing nothing. So you're jumping ahead. Yeah. Because I now am. You <laughs> for sure. But I just now you let people yeah. know. No, no, no. For sure. I, I just, I realized that early. But though, I understand to that. To not and touch I, and, my and, money. And, and, and that's, that's key because I think one of the things for me that makes this so special is understanding your roots and where you come yeah. from and how you literally literally flipped your way to the top. Yeah. But I, I wanted to stress that, that point about the money just because a lot of people in our culture, we're taught to spend, yes. right? And I think and we, need to be, we need to be educated. Like I'm mm -hmm. here today and you know, I'm grateful to have these watches to show right. you guys later, but understand that I didn't spend money for seven years. Yeah. Right? So I think we just need to spread it in our culture, especially to Latinos mm. and, and, and African-Americans, especially us. Like you have to invest your money yes. and not spend it as soon as you touch it. That's the only reason I mentioned that because before you even get it. everybody I know that is. I grew up with spent it, spends it even now. As soon as they touch it, and I'm like, dude, you have no idea that every dollar you spend now is potentially 10 that you have down the road. And I think that's the only reason I stress that because I think, you no, know, I love that. you have to understand as you're coming up, invest your money, mm. whether it be in stocks, whether it's in yourself, whether it's in product yes. that you're flipping. But invest it. Just invest it, man. Just don't invest it in a way yeah, that will produce you more money. That's it. Like, 100%. That's, that's but that's literally, the, that's, that's the key. That's the key. That's all. But, that's the key. But besides that, I started reselling 2016. I remember I hired my wife. She hated her job. Um, <laughs> she worked for a company called Baby Center. And okay. um, she worked with my cousin. Right. Just to preview that job, 
I had a chance at getting, but at the time I was doing okay. So I told my wife, hey, you're graduating college. I remember it was like $27 an hour. Amazing job out of college. Mm. Amazing. And I was like, why don't you take it? She took it. A year later, hated it. Mm. At nine to five, but it was like a slave shift, right? So she, she started getting the amount of work she was being put on as an intern. Right. Right. Was a lot for her. And I started growing and then I started getting overwhelmed because I could no longer respond to customers, ship orders, try to go buy product in the same day. Right. It was just taking up so much time for me. Yeah. So then um, at that time, she wasn't happy. I asked her if she would like to quit her job to join me, which, by the way, was insane. I wasn't making that much, but it was something that I was just like, you know what? If you're not happy and I'm overwhelmed and I'm not happy right help, now. Help me not be overwhelmed. Help me. <laughs> right. And she 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 quit. And wow. it just goes to show like she believed, right? She did. To quit that job, to just be like, you know what? I'm going to bet that you're going to put in that work in the streets. 100%. Because by the way, I was lining up every day yeah. to go get shoes. So she believed in me to go get these shoes and that she would be doing the back end work. So, That's incredible. Yeah. So that, and then she ended up quitting, uh, quitting her job. 2019, I partnered with my partner who now we own uh, half of District 1 each. And um, his name is Simon. Um, we were our main competitors. Shout out to Simon. Shout out to Simon. Shout out to Simon. For sure. Uh, we were our main competitors. And uh, that year, I remember telling him, like, dude, like, we're killing each other out here. You know, outbidding each other. And mainly me. Because I was competitive, <laughs> dude. I don't want to lose, you know? So we, we, we realized, like, okay. Took some convincing from him. But I, I explained to him, I'm really good at kind of realizing early on when somebody could potentially work with me. And if we both can add value to one another's life. Right. And um, we were both killing ourselves. So I was like, dude, if we just join together with my wife, I think we could build something really special. Optimus Prime. For sure. <laughs> and then 2020, uh, 2021 in uh, April, um, was it April or May? I forgot. We opened District 1. Um, and, you know, we're very blessed. That's my journey. Um, just understanding when to partner with people, just yeah. like my wife, just like Simon, when the time is right. And when you're just, when you realize you've reached a cap, with the skills you have, mm -hmm. I know I'm not the smartest person. You know, I had a 2.9 GPA, um, C average in high school, and still didn't finish my degree. I'm still missing some credits. But I knew I wasn't the smartest, but I knew that I could get with people that were smarter than me, mm. and they would be able to add to what I can do, right? So I think knowing where, where your intelligence where it kind of peaks, and then understanding that other people can add to your, to your repertoire, and then they'll help you scale. Right. And um, yeah, that's just, that's my story. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. I think um, in terms of your story, um, you know, you guys talking about you partnering with Simon and building this business um it's 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 incredible because when you think about pop culture when you think about streetwear sneaker culture you know we didn't really foresee this no 10 12 15 no. years ago no. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so the fact that someone could quite literally get online buy sneakers sell them for profit and do that over and over and over again <laughs> Same to partner with someone yeah. to build a business um 
I don't want to say how much your business is worth, but <laughs> for sure. to the point to where you have an aquanaut on your wrist yeah, yeah, yeah. at 30 years old yeah. is incredible. Thank you for that. And you have a lot to be proud of. And just knowing you and your story and, and what you do today, um, you give back to the community. You know, so for people who don't understand, District One is it's 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 a sneaker shop, right? Buy, sell, trade. Yeah. But not only do you buy, sell, trade, you also actually you give product away for free. You yep. donate product to the community yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I think that's why you guys are so beloved. And I think it's important for us and uh, our platform to give you your flowers because it's not every day that someone comes from our background, you know, that shares our story, that understands what it's like to come from where we come from as New Yorkers, that actually gives back to New Yorkers. For sure. And you do that often with a lot of the initiatives that you do outside of your shop where people can come and, you know, uh, before school starts, get sneakers for their kids. Yeah. Get sneakers for their wives, get sneakers for their husbands, Get footwear for, you know, their family who's going to school, starting a new job. And you do all of these things. So I commend you because it is incredibly admirable. I appreciate that. And um, you deserve the flowers for that. Thank you. Um, so what I want to get into next. Let me just say one thing. Please. Sorry. The one thing I wanted to do with District 1 was make sneakers accessible to everyone. Yes. Right? I think sometimes a lot of these stores... Like the higher end ones, Flight yep. Club, the Stadium Goods. Uh huh. You walk in there, and you know, if you're especially from lower class, you can't literally buy a shoe. It's, you cannot. Yeah. It's the cheapest shoes, are like two hundred fifty dollars, yep. and they suck. The ones yeah. that are two hundred fifty dollars. So what I wanted people to do when we did District One was create something where, yo, know, you could buy a Flint Thirteen for a hundred dollars. You could buy a Black Cement Three for one forty. You can like there's things that you yeah. can buy in my store that you will not find in the country yeah. facts for those prices. For, period. for the people who are uninitiated, a Flint 13, a Black Cement 3 probably should sell for three to four hundred dollars yeah. all but day. I take pride in that. Just to have Jordans out for $75. As you should. You know, like we're not greedy. We we buy things for cheap, yes, when it's right, right? When you should use shoes. But we price them equally out for cheap. We don't want to make the most. All we're interested in selling a lot of shoes, yes. but making it where we are bringing in the community and people that look like us to be able to walk into our store and be able to buy something that they looked at on the screen. And we're always like, I'm never going to buy that. Yeah. Right. Just I think that's what's one of the things that's most incredible about your business is that you've you've focused on moving volume in such a way that it creates an atmosphere and environment that's equitable. Yeah. Right. And so it's like. You know, maybe you can't spend that much, but we will create um, situations and scenarios that you can participate. Mm -hmm. And sure. sometimes you get stuff for dirt cheap. Other times you get stuff for free. Yeah. yeah. You and know the, what I'm saying? We're the, here for you. The system that Danny and Simon built, too, they're the only sneaker store that does buy, sell, trade. That's it. Period. Yeah. Yep. You can come in with a pair of shoes that might be worth less than what you pay retail. But you can trade them up and add some cash and get something. You could trade a bunch of stuff and get something that's really expensive and really hot right now. And you can make it work for yourself. And so what you're doing not only influences the culture and promotes the culture, but um, 
it makes it accessible for people who have humble beginnings like you came from. For sure. That I think is is really awesome. And and people, most people who we've come across, and we've come across a lot of people in your shoes, forget that. Yep. You and Simon have not forgotten that. No, for sure. And so respect. And you win like that too. Because yeah. people, you do people, win like that. You win, you win the people. people. Because you know people what happens? Love us you know what happens that. is that people who do have the discretionary income say, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. For I'm going to sure. spend my money with you because of what you do. And we also have shoes that go up to $100,000. 100%. So we have both, right? You care to everybody. We have for the ballers, and then we have for maybe you only got $30. 100%. And we might have something that day for you. Anytime you can walk into a sneaker store and be somebody in rock, paper, scissors and get a free pair of shoes, that's a place you should go. That's crazy. That's a place you should go. All the time. (laughs) So moving along. Yeah. Danny today is a watch collector. Yes. How did this happen? All right. Where did where 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 did this start? It all started with all right. So, <laughs> all right, where did so, this start? So every day I went to work, I saw my partner Simon wearing a white Daytona. Shout out to Simon. Yeah, I didn't know that much about watches. Okay, I'm only a year and change into this hobby. So this is a big flex, <laughs> yeah. just so you understand. Because when, when yeah. we get through the Hold collection, on. people are gonna be when like, we get How through the, the collection, Danny. <laughs> And you talk about I'm only a year in. Yeah. I don't want to lie. It's a year. I respect yeah. it, but <laughs> Danny, people are going to be like, son is wild. All right. <laughs> no, they, they're not going to say he's wild and they're going to be fucking jealous. They, well, both. <laughs> <laughs> so I basically saw him wearing a white Daytona every day. Okay. Um, and I was like, dude, why do you wear this watch every single day? Yeah. I didn't care about watches or anything. And he was like, dude, this watch is a part of me. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. It's a part of you. Like, why do you wear it? And he's yeah. just like, it's just a part of my uniform. Yeah. Just the same way I got to put on, I got to do, you know, brush my hair. I got to whatever. I got to wear this watch. Like, I just can't take it off. And mm. I, I didn't understand. Yeah. But then, you know, when we opened District 1, I wanted to celebrate our opening. It was an accomplishment that I dreamed of for a long time. And, you know, I didn't know if it was going to work or not. Like, we had just opened the doors. But I was like, it's time to... To, to buy something nice for yourself. It's Absolutely. been seven years. You never spent. Never spent anything. You're no. going to get yourself something nice. Exactly. What did you get? So the first one I got was uh, Grand Seiko uh, White Snowflake, which I don't have here right now. Okay. I got it in the house. But um, I remember I went to Grand Seiko. Uh, I went to Watch of Switzerland and Grand Seiko. Yeah. Um, and at Grand Seiko, I met somebody named Chris. Okay. Um, basically explained the importance of spring drive. And I didn't, again, I'm not... I'm not a genius when it comes to these movements and things like that. I, but he explained to me spring drive and I was just fascinated. Sure. Right? How accurate. Right. Right. I'm big on accuracy. I really yes. like accuracy. And how that watch was more accurate than watches that cost $100,000. Yeah. Right? And I was like blown away. Right. So I was like, that has to be my first watch. Mm. And um, again, he did a great job of selling it. And then I did... You know, YouTube gets you when you start looking at Oh, up. yes, it does. Yes, it does. You know, you look at something on the shelf, you yes, go on YouTube, and you're like, holy crap, I really, this is a dope-ass watch. <laughs> and, man, did I not know the can of worms that was going to open once yeah, I bought it. Yeah. I think, that like, the next week, I asked him for the Shunbun, the Shunbun? Shunbun. Shunbun. Yeah. Shunbun, Shunbun yeah. The pink one. And I was yeah, just like, yeah, dude, yeah. I want 
Yep. So you yep. got two watches in the same week. No, two. no, it was like three weeks. <laughs> so the they same were on, month. They were on same, same month. month. So you got two the watches. Same month. You got two yeah. watches from zero to two. Real yeah, quick. but Grand Seiko has my heart just because of. And so this was a year ago. Yeah, this was in March last so year. This accelerated very quickly. <laughs> yeah. This wow. Is wow. Okay, let's get into yeah, yeah, yeah. it so, because now things are getting very interesting. I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. So I got, I got the Grand Seiko from Chris, um, and then I was. I remember um, Simon was like, yo, if you could like get on a list to get me a Rolex. And at the time I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. Like, so I remember I signed up for the Kermit and they called me like the next week. Yo, we got a Kermit for you. <laughs> and then I Funny remember, how that works, I remember Simon going, right. I was like, Simon, I'm gonna go get this watch for you, you know, cause he wanted to wear it. Right. But then he was like, dude, I need you to first put it on. I'm gonna feel guilty. If I take it from you, because it's worth more money, you know, it's a money thing too. Because yeah. Simon would feel like he was getting one over on exactly. You. And he you wanted. He was like, it. "I really want you to put it on. Make sure you want it. Make sure you don't want it. Right. Then give it to me. Right. That was a mistake because he wanted. Because he kept it. <laughs> I, I put it on and I was like, "Oh snap, Simon, I want this. Simon, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, this is a really dope watch. He was really happy for me. He was like, that's Bro, awesome. Enjoy your Rolex. Oh, I did. I wanted you to try it on. Um, boy, then." From there, it was just, you know, you start, I didn't know about Rolex. I didn't know about, you know, Paddock. I didn't know, like, I didn't know. And then I, I got into, I kept getting Grand Seiko's because I just, I remember I got the white birch. Again, it was the next step after the snowflake. And I was just like, I love this right. watch. And, uh, and it, but it was not as accurate as advertised. <laughs> Yo. I have to Danny has a up. beef with the white birch. Yeah. Really? Every time he wears that watch, he's like... I got it serviced, and it's still like 20 sec 15, 20 seconds off a day. Woo. He's like, yo, this is not as accurate as my other Grand Seiko. Yeah. He's like, I can't And like it. I said, I'm, I, I care about accuracy with my watches, right? That's like, a I lot. Care. Yeah. I care. And um, a lot of these watches here are pretty pretty good with accuracy. But um, yeah, I, I started, and then um, I, got, I went to watch in Switzerland, and... Learn more about Rolex, Paddock, and you know. Ever since then, you guys will see some of the pieces I've gotten. But uh, I've grown. I'm not gonna say the number of watches, but you know, I have a pretty good amount of watches. Well, I want to know how many watches do you own now? Uh, I think it's like. Is it one for every day of the month? No. Close. Yeah, like 22, 24. That's, That's a lot of watches. Know. You competed with Sean. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say all the watches. Yeah, but but I will say you know I probably will slim down soon because it's. It, you again, your I think it's okay for people to understand that your taste evolves, yep. right? 100%. So I started with a Grand Seiko, and and I'm obviously wearing a, a more hyped up watch right now. But I will say that my heart is still with Grand Seiko. Like I love the brand, but it, my taste has changed, right? Yep. So I don't necessarily need all the watches that I, when I first started learning because I'm impulsive, right? And I know myself, but I'm impulsive in business too, and mm. I think that's actually something that's helped me because I'm I'm always on tunnel vision. And I still try to make smart financial decisions, obviously. I think that's the key, too, with yeah. you, too, just from knowing you and speaking to you, is that you don't, you're, you're kind of, you programmed yourself not to make purchases unless you know that in dire straits it can earn you more money. Yes. I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, when you're spending this kind of money that I'm spending on watches, mm -hmm. it, financially, you do care if you're losing money. Right? I don't think it's... I know a lot of watch collectors are going to say, no, it's about the watch. It is, but at yeah. the same time. But you're making smart investments. You, yeah. yeah, you don't want to just, you know, right. burn a hole, of, you know, 
for no a reason. ton of money. Precisely yeah. because your taste evolves too. What you said, yeah. and like yeah. maybe you want to move some pieces, not because you don't like them or because you want to flip them or make money, but because it's not like it you go. just change your you style. You learn about the brand. Like, yeah, you you, yeah. you enjoyed it for a couple months, a year, whatever, and then you move on. You sell it. You get something else. Right? Yeah. So in terms of what we have with us today, we have a special grand. What's the L, the oldest piece here? The oldest piece here is the Roberto Clemente. That's the first. That's like Let's the third that. watch I got. Let's pick that one up. Let's share that. So what was it about? So this is a brand that's very near and dear to us. We have ties to this brand. I have three or through so yeah, I love them. <laughs> we have ties to this brand through the people. We love the culture of this brand. We love the people whom we know are who work for this brand, who are responsible for growing this brand. And we really, really have an affection for Oris. But what about the Roberto Clemente did it for you that was like, this belongs my collection? Baseball. Respect. Okay, so Period. Going, he, going to that. One of the greatest bit. ever. Yes. Right? One of the first Latinos. Let's go. Um, special to me. I, mm-hmm. I, I obviously never saw him play, but I damn sure was, no, I was told about, you know about his, him. Definitely. 100%. I know more about him than I know of Babe Ruth. Right. Amen. <laughs> so um, as soon as I saw it, I had just gotten the, the, the snowflake. Yeah. And I was getting into watches and um, I saw that this popped up on YouTube. And I was like, well, that's a cool Roberto Clemente um, uh, inspired watch. Right. And I love the tan on the on the, the strap. straps because it reminds me of the glove i had yeah so the beautiful so, thing about this yeah. piece is that the strap patina is very quickly amazing you're seeing you've seen, you've seen yeah, mine, awesome. mine it's yeah, very dark it looks good man it just reminds me of a vintage baseball glove yep. yeah and um, nice. that story of you know them collaborating uh to commemorate him uh somebody who was an amazing baseball player but even more important a person mm-hmm. uh, a kind of person i would like to be you know as i get more successful um it's just amazing. And uh, I bought it right away. I got it on eBay, I remember. I got it for like 25% off or something like that. Shout but out to VJ. Shout out to yeah, VJ. Shout out to, to Rolf. Yeah. Shout out to Oris as a whole. And uh, that's actually, I don't care the price, but that's one of my most important pieces. And I actually wear that all the time. And uh, I'll never sell that piece for sure. So what's, what's for me, what's really great about this is, so I live, I'm in Jersey City. And where, where I live, there's a baseball park where a lot of teams play. There's a lot of like uh, girls softball teams. The name of the park is Roberto Clemente Field. Fire. Nice. In Jersey City. Um, so this 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 has that for me. And this is dope. I, I love this watch. And I'm, I love it. I'm upset that I actually don't own one. But I will borrow Ben's at some point. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's in the family. Uh, but this is a great piece, man. This is a really great piece. Oris is a really great brand. And I think in terms of knowing what you own in your collection, which we'll get more into, but like obviously you showed up tonight wearing Nakwanat and you own an Oris, I think speaks volumes. Yeah, it's okay to have, you know, you don't need any everything expensive. I think the beauty about it, about watches, right? But it's, in it's, terms of like scope. Absolutely. Scope. You so you have taste. And I think that's the that's the key, right? Because when I think about Oris, especially this piece, the Roberto Clemente, which is a pointer date. Um, 
Oris does these watches really, really well. This coin yeah. bezel edge that they do is beautiful. It's so easy to see the time. I mean, just in so terms of details, the room on that watch just, is also bright as fuck. It's it's incredible, and um, I think it speaks volumes about you as a collector to own Oris. I'm always impressed by people who are impressed by Oris because Oris is a fire watch. Well, brand. just what they do for the community, right? Like the New well, York Harbor. Well, that too. I got the Harbor. But that's a so, you, so yes, you picked up the New York Harbor. Yes. Uh, shout out to VJ. He's shout gonna to love VJ hearing again. that. Yeah. But you picked up the New York Harbor, which is a watch that um, we were, we participated in the launch with. Yep. In terms of like events and, and, yeah, that, and that whole activation was a good time. It was we. I had I had a ball. Um, but the story, right? The story gets me. It's like that's it's a New York story. New York. Yeah. Why would it's I a not? New York story. It's an amazing watch. Why would yeah, Rafa, 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 well, the two yeah, of you have it. We have Rafa, the back of numbers. We got two guys that as got the New York Harbor watch. They picked shout it up out. at the same time. Yeah. BJ, oh, yes. we got it the same day. Rolf. I have to give a shout out to my wife. We need one for the call. Yeah, shout out to Nacha. It's actually her watch, but yes, it's a mother of pearl. It's a green mother of pearl. She's a queen of mother of pearl, so she really wanted that. I think we we should collectively get one for the pot. We should. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'll hit VJ tomorrow. I need a certain number though. I need my birth year. If you listen, VJ. Good luck. We got back to back numbers. Yeah, I wanted my birth year. I know. Uh, but this is a beautiful watch, man. And um, shout out Oris sponsor. Shout out yeah. to Oris, <laughs> man. I think in terms of, uh, but I think that you know that I think that's something that also resonates with your story, right? Is because when you are a collector who collects footwear or etc., um, you have to have the foresight to look at something and say that's special. Yeah, sure. And you had that with this. And I think that speaks volumes about your taste in, in, in timepieces. So there's something there that exists within you already in terms of what you are able to kind of sort out and pick and say, like, this is special and this is meaningful to my collection or to my business and translate that to other hobbies and, and pastimes, uh, one such as collecting timepieces. Yeah. So shout out to you. Thank you. Yeah, this is a special piece. I want to talk about the Grand Seiko next. So, yes. Yeah, so now this watch is, yeah, this is a good one. So this is a limited edition piece yes. that they did, right? I don't know if it has a name, but it's SBGH269. That's know the that. name. Wow. Okay. <laughs> he knows know. the reference. I know that of Facts. this one, yeah. So when I first met you, you were wearing this watch. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember you taking it off your wrist and me looking at the case back. And we're, yeah. we're going to get some. I remember. I was like, we're going to share. Rolling. We're going to share that image now. But um, this watch is fire. Yeah. What was it? What was it about this piece? What was it about? A. Let's let's hit a couple of things. What is it about Grand Seiko that does it for you? Let's start there. I think it's it's niche, right? So it's not like the general public yet. They're kind of getting to it, Mm. but it was still. I think when I got into it, it was still kind of. It's definitely more popular now, but I think it was getting popular, and I okay. I really enjoyed that. One, their accuracy, but their dolls. Right. Right. Like this red matrix doll to me. Yeah. This is something that I've never seen in any watch as I've done research. It's beautiful. It's crazy. And then when you mirror it with the case bag. Yeah. The case case bag has a green jade rotor. A 360 degree rotor. Yeah. It covers the whole thing. It's not like a a standard rotor on this watch. But how the red and, and the gold, right? How the hands, it just looks, you know, perfect. Yeah. And I do like dates on my watches 
Um, at District 1, you know, we buy a lot of shoes and write a lot of checks. You need that date. I need to know the date, and I forget <laughs> all the time, but I always look at my wrist for the date. So, so I know a lot of people don't like dates, but I love Yeah, I was going to say, you have two watches with no date. Yeah, but, I, but, but the majority of my watches have dates. What was it about this piece that called you? So, you know, you go into the rabbit hole of YouTube, and then you go into deep, digging deep into a brand, and then you start wanting the limited pieces that the brand put out. Obviously, I have to like the Dow, but I knew, I think this was limited to like 900 or something, 600. I forgot the number. I think it was to uh, Ginza only. Yeah, maybe. And the retail on it, I, I got it for like $500 over its retail price, which I thought was really, really good for something that I really, I wish I could would have gotten at that time. You know, I just wasn't into watches when it released. Yeah, right. But um, when I saw it and I saw the price and the color of the Dow, I knew that I probably wouldn't have another red Dow in my collection. And that is the only red doll I have. This would be the one. It's the only one you need. Yeah. Yeah. Only, you only need one. You need anything else. But it's something about having a red doll in your collection. I don't really see that often with too many people. So seeing that when I wear it, it's funny. A lot of people think it's like a dangerous and I get disrespected because I'm like, oh, yeah. dude. It's I'm way sure. better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's just a beautiful doll. And it really is. That one is just the watch, man. There's not much story with it. It's just. Uh, you fell in love with it. Yeah. The first time. Like, you yeah. just Sometimes it's just it's the right one. That, do you have a strap for it? I do. I put it on a strap and a bracelet. Because the Grand Seiko bracelets, as much as I love the brand, they're shaky. That's <laughs> <laughs> something that we've talked about. I usually put it, I, ha I have that right now on a green alligator suede strap. Yeah, Ooh, that's, that's awesome. Good. Yeah. Is that the one it you reminds made me of? Yeah, yeah, I made it with uh, Jarvis. So our, our homie. Um, uh oh. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking. Which one? You got a lot Aurora. Of yes. He has a red dial. He has dial, a red dial Datejust. Datejust. That he wears in a green strap. Yep. Very similar. Very That's similar. a good watch. The it dial is. is supposed to represent bamboo, red bamboo. Yeah. That's why we I've call it the I've never seen red bamboo. But. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's one of the best Grand Seiko's to me. This thing is beautiful. Well, when it's I saw it, when I, when I met you and I saw you wearing this, I was quite impressed after that bit. I was like, this is a guy who knows. Yeah. He has taste. Grand Seiko is dropping a new watch with that same dial pattern, but in green. We could just call that one the Matrix. Yeah. That, that's what it's called. I think it's called a, a Matrix dial. They're, they're calling the green one Urban Bamboo. <laughs> that's from Grand Seiko. Uh, they, that will not stick. So yeah. when I met you, you were purchasing uh, a Tudor. Yes, two which, Black Bay 58s. Which one? Black and Navy. Two Black Bay 58s. Yeah, the Black and the Navy. Yeah. Yeah, what was it about those pieces that caught you? Honestly, the size. Yeah. I, I, I fell in love with how it fit my wrist. Yeah. I'm not, you know, really, I don't have big hands or big wrists. So when I put it on, it just just fit perfect. Yeah. And and then, you know, at that time, I'm not really too much into Submariners. I do have a Kerm and a Root Beer. Oh, is the Root Beer considered a... It's a GMT. It's a GMT. Uh, it looks like it. Yeah. But it, it's, I'm not like, I don't need too many of, of Rolex Submariners. But for some reason, the Black Base, they fit me better. Yeah, the the it's that thirty-nine case with man. It's and I have to say, they're really accurate. They are. As like a, the price, certified. Yeah, Amazing. the value you get for the dollar is incredible. Yeah. Tudor, Tudor is also shout out to Tudor. Tudor <laughs> is today what Rolex used to be. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I love them. And you don't feel bad wearing it. You don't feel like you got to look over your shoulder. You don't, because most, you know, most people are going to look at it and be like, oh, yeah, that's a fake Rolex. Whatever. Exactly. But they don't even know. That's they have no idea. So I, I love that when I go into like watch stores now or something, like I ride a scooter every day, right? So a lot yeah. of people don't. 
I just like wearing certain things like that and walking to watch with a scooter just to kind of gauge, right? But if they, they know, have. they know. For sure. This uh, that's, a, that's a phrase that Rashawn uses often. If you know, you know. Yeah. And, if you know, if I see a Black Bay 58 on someone's wrist, I'm like, they get it. They know. Yeah. This is, this is, this is a good guy. Yeah. You, know? you just... You you understand that they're not just caring about hype. They actually, no, like, it's not hype at all. No. That's the thing. But they were hyped for Tudor? a little bit. The Black, the Black Bay 58 Day. was. Yeah, yeah well, they that, came that out was their hype piece. Yeah. But in terms of hype, you're not even scratching the surface. No, no, it's it's cool because it's a little bit of hype, but it's still oh. realistic. Like somebody yeah. can yeah. walk you in can and say, like, one. I want you one. one. You might have to wait a couple months, the but thing, you get one. The thing with with what people don't realize is that every brand has their thing. Yes. You talk to guys in wash shops all the time and they like to shit on other brands. Like, oh, like, who's buying a Panerai or an IWC? And it's like, dog, you, there's some IWCs and Panerais you can't buy. Facts. Sold out. Yep. Go try to get So the cool right thing now. about Tudor is that there's a number of them. Tudor has a bunch of things. Yeah. They got the Black Bay 58. Mm-hmm. They got the Pelagos. Definitely the Pelagos. Now they have the Ranger. The FXD. Well, the Black Bay Pro, the FXD. Pro, FXD, like. This is gonna be a big one for them. Yeah. This is a huge one. This is this is huge for them. Huge. They're gonna kill it with that. I mean, the Rangers gonna crush too. Rangers gonna crush. Rangers three grand. Yeah. I mean, the value you get from Tudor for the price. I mean, because it, it is it's. Let's be honest. In terms of make materials, it's a Rolex. Yeah. yeah. It's a fucking Rolex. Well, the, the new Ranger literally has an oyster bracelet on it. It's a Rolex. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. It's a literal bracelet. oyster bracelet. It's a Rolex. Yeah. Which makes you feel good because the price is great. Incredible. Yeah, you a, don't feel it's bad. It's a fraction of the price. But what's also cool is that it's not a Rolex. Yep. It and doesn't for, carry the baggage. It doesn't carry the baggage. And if, if you own a Rolex. You know exactly what he's talking about. You know about. exactly what we're talking about because you know what it's like not to wear one and, and, and what it feels like not to wear one, but still wear something. And you're like. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> and you can also see that people definitely value them because they don't lose much of their value. No, they actually retain great. value pretty good. Which is yeah. great. They, 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 you don't they, feel bad no, about no, it. No, no, no. They either, they either stay kind of consistent and flat or they appreciate it a little bit. And, and that's to be what honest, I like about Grand Seiko too. Exactly. It's and and to thing. be honest about Tudor is that over time, they will all appreciate. Mm-hmm. Sure. Hands down, facts, they will. If you have a Black Bay 58 in 10 years, it'll, 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 you'll make a profit. Pelagos. You definitely will make a profit. Pro, Ranger, et cetera. You'll make a profit yeah. in terms of value, right? Not that you want to actually sell, but it will be worth Just more. Just nice to know. It will be worth more than what you yeah, pay it's for. Security. And, 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 to, and the way that I see the brand going, I, this is just my personal opinion. Tudor will be, not only in terms of practice and make, but in terms of how they're perceived, they will be Rolex. They will be the next generation's Rolex, as you are unable to actually have access to one. Yeah, if you can never get one. But because to be honest, it's 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 becoming increasingly difficult to get a Black Bay 58. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I think if we're being a, honest, a little bit. if you want a pro. If you want a Ranger, if you want yeah, a you Bravo, can't, you, you can't even get that. Right you, you don't have that? if you don't have a I, relationship I, 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 I or a spend history, you're gonna wait for a tutor. Yeah, and guys need to know that. And well, how long did you wait for that? So how, when did it come out? It came out March, March, March. and wow. I just bought it yesterday. Wow. So yeah, 
Yeah, that's in July. So yeah, three months. And this is a guy who's on our show who has watches. Yes. <laughs> Those guys. Facts. Crazy collection. You know what I'm saying? Like an, yeah. am- an yeah. amazing collection. And you have different tastes. And he's still like waiting. All over the place. And yeah. he's still waiting. You know, so don't sleep on Tudor. No. But continuing yeah. on. What's the to- what's the next watch that came after the, the Grand oh. Seiko? Okay, so I got my Snoopy. Uh oh. There we go. Um, Okay, so just so all the people know, I did not pay retail. Um, <laughs> this was a very impulsive buy. I was, I loved Snoopy um, as a child. I had pajamas with Snoopy. I had a nightstand with Snoopy. That's uh, awesome. I still got Snoopy pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> so when I saw this, I didn't know much about the Speedmaster. I'm sorry. But the, it spoke to me immediately. It's like when you know, you're like, okay, I need that. Yeah. Like, there's no questions asked. So I got it last year. Um, there was no hesitation. I just saw it, and I was like, that's it. I, Fuck I, it. Let's get I, it. At this point, this was my biggest purchase up to that point um, financially. And I was like, dude, I don't want to buy this. You know, I never spent that kind of money in a watch. But I was just like, I, I went to um, Omega. <laughs> they told me, hey, um, you might have to wait five years or buy something crazy. I was like, I'll just buy the watch. At this point, because yeah. the way they were making it seem, I'm like, I don't want to wait five years. I didn't have a spending history. Watch well, gonna be around in five years. Yeah, my point exactly, ridiculous. and I knew that, and I know that down the line, this is gonna be a very big collectible. 100. percent So as soon as I saw it again, it just spoke to me. I love Snoopy. Uh, the movement on the back is crazy. Fire, best, best, fire, best case back. Fire, any yeah. watch. Yes. And Hands down. when I saw that, I bought it. So that back, I saw that. There's nothing that you have, anyone has that, you know. But so Rafa actually Rafa has one of these too. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I got this two good watches. Yeah. Oh, this is a dope piece. It's it's yeah. an awesome piece, and I I don't regret buying it. It's, I'm trying to get one now. Good luck. Yeah, I have retail. <laughs> I got a guy who's who's he's entertaining me, so we'll see if he actually comes through. Yeah. But if I can get one at retail. I mean, this is something that you hands have. Hands down. It's, it's an awesome watch. Hands oh. down. After Perfect. That, uh, okay, so we're going to get to the like. So we're still we, in the chronograph. We're talking chronograph. We're talking chronograph. chronographs. Yeah. Let's pass that Snoopy around real quick. Yeah. Right? So let's get that going. So we went from uh, an Omega and Steel <laughs> to a. Right, so, so what exactly something is Something out this? of this world. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's a good point. So um, last year. Rashawn would be proud of that. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm shadowing Rashawn. Come yeah. on, yeah. So I used to see, like I said, Simon with the Daytona every day. Yep. And um, it made me not want a steel Daytona. Just because I saw him with it every single day. And I was like, dude, give it a break. So yeah. then he bought the black one. I mean. And where's it now? Y'all know day. how I feel about steel Daytonas. Yeah. So. Hater. I was like, I'm going to do the complete opposite, right? I saw the meteorite and I was just. I so me and my dad have something in common. We both love outer space. Okay. I can watch uh, outer space shows on 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 um, Nat Geo on YouTube with Neil deGrasse uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson, deGrasse Tyson, Tyson and just I can watch that on my day off, an entire day on black holes, the galaxy, everything. I, I just love it. So when I saw the meteorite Daytona, I immediately knew that I needed this. And I did get this at retail price, which I'm very grateful for. 
Um, you you can feel free to you know shout it out. You know, <laughs> so shout out to my guy <laughs> who hooked it up. I didn't know you wanted to say it. Yeah, so I want the credit. Shout, Get him. Shout out to I my guy Ben. Um, he ben came, makes it happen. I'm not gonna he lie. he makes it happen, and um, this was just something that with my connection with me and my dad with outer space, uh, with space as, as a whole, we just I had to buy it just to have something that you know is not from this planet on your dial. And that you can look at. Also, the contrast yeah. is insane. It's the meteorite on the yellow gold is crazy. The meteorite it's, on the yellow gold is, it just pops. It's something about that watch that I just needed. And it. it's different because they, they used to make it with a silver dial. It does not compare to that at all. No, no. no. This is The insane. texture with the gold to me, that's on another, literally on another world. I, I love that piece. Lots and whenever I'm going out to a nice dinner or something like that, that's I'll pull it out. Watch. Yeah. It's just it's much better than the stainless steel. So you, <laughs> I know you have you have a also a zenith, a rose gold zenith. Yes, I have the 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 and El Primero, El Primero. On a brown suede strap, and I know that used to be your date night watch for a while. Rose gold. So yeah. when you got that, it immediately replaced it. Um, a little bit, but I mean, not really. Because you wear this on date night. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you what get a you? lot of looks. <laughs> Everyone, you, you go. I also wear it to like a Sunday brunch. Don't Everybody Cipriani wear that. <laughs> Everybody's like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't know what it is. That's the best. But part a lot too. of people do. They do. The ones that do, they do. They That's do. An incredible. I've I've seen a lot of watches, like collectors and at events and stuff. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen yeah. a, a meteorite. They tell it's literally person. not from this planet. You're not gonna yeah. see one. Yeah, and and you don't see nobody wearing them. Yeah, no. So not it's at all, it's yeah. the beauty of it. Um, and and to me, the oyster flex bracelet. There's something uh, you about paid that. retail for this. Yeah. Respect. There's something about that Daytona. Who'd you buy this from? You got it from Ben. Yeah, man. Legend. <laughs> so li listen, ladies and gentlemen, this man bought a meteorite Daytona from Ben. So we are official tissue. If I can use a New York <laughs> phrase again, we're official tissue. Yeah. Uh, ben is legit. So Wait till this is the next one. If you're not familiar with all our episodes, you need to watch everything before you holler at us. Yeah. Because we get it done. All right, cool. So now, 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 the, so now he I'll got, so I got that in May. I actually just got that one in May. Um, and then in- One month later. In June, I got a nice call. Uh, I was hoping to get a paddock and um, I got the 5712. So again, it's my, not my a watch that initially I even wanted, but as I started doing more research on this piece and uh, Ben kept telling me, trust me, trust me, you're gonna want it. You're gonna want it once you put it on. I was like, we'll see, we'll see. Cause I really like the Aquanet, <laughs> but when you put this yeah, on, you, so you already you remember you already had the Aquanaut at did. that point. Yeah, I had the Aquanaut already, but when you put this on, it's a different, it's a different kind of feeling. I, I, that's and, my grandma. And when I you want attention, right now and I'm like, oh god. And when you want attention, you wear this yeah. because this is know, beautiful, dog. And uh, that's amazing. And um, yeah, I'm really happy with this piece. Um, uh, I got it for retail price uh, from Ben. A month after the meteor, right? Woo! So, so I remember when I called Danny and I was like, yo, your 5712 came in. And he was like, I can't go get it. I got COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yo, I had oh, COVID I the like, same fuck. day he called me. I'm like, bro, I got He's like, yo, I just tested positive for COVID. Yeah. I'm going to have to pick it up. Like, oh, you told week. me that story. I remember that. Yo, and then we were talking. We, all right, conversation over. You know, well, we and Danny talk all day, every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that he goes on Instagram as soon as we get off the phone and all of a sudden he just like spams me with like 5712 photos and his, <laughs> I get like three posts I had the COVID watch. and was very you know he was bored, bored. 
So he sends me like three posts about the watch, and then his only text after the post was "fuck." Yeah. You know what's dope about this piece? There's a couple of things. Only one. I was gonna say. There's a couple of things. <laughs> Obviously, the complications, but the complications plus it's the, for me it's the complications plus it's a micro rotor. What what does it for me on top of that is it's an asymmetrical dial. Yeah, I like yes, the dial looks off but perfect. Yeah, if you look at it's it, it's organized chaos. Yeah, no, it's it's beautiful. This is the Nautilus to have. You yeah. know, and I think a lot of people like the with the plain one. Fifty-seven eleven. Yeah, world goes and, crazy. And I see for a that. lot of those, and I'm like, I, you know, it never I get did it, it for me. But they're 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 so plain. There's like, two. You know, you know, it's funny because I love the fifty-one sixty-seven and, and the sixty-five on Aquanaut plain. Just because it looks so balanced. Well, I mean, you're gonna but share he, a secret now on the podcast. I have a 5167. Oh, that wasn't around. Yeah, I wasn't around. Episode. Well, yeah. So my wife and I, again, shout <laughs> out to Nacha because it's technically hers. We have a 5167, and I love the like the plainness of it. But in the in the Nautilus, I agree 100. percent I love yeah, the you need something. I love like the. the there's the two Nautiluses that I like. There's only two that I've ever liked. 5712 is one of them. The other one's a 5740G. So. Which is that? The perpetual yeah. in white gold. Oh, that's the one I like. Yeah, that's the other one you like. Yep. Yeah. What they need to do is take the clasp from the 5740 and put it on all of them because this old ass 70 style bracelet is terrible. Yeah, it's kind of hard to, to, to yeah, put it, you know, yeah. It, you feel like you got to push it when you want to open it. It's not like a smooth. It's, there's nothing about a uh, protect clasp or Nautilus clasp that's smooth. Yeah. At all. On the yeah. 5740, it's fire though. It's a I haven't fire. experienced that. To deploy, it's great. But on the rest of them, it's it's always very cumbersome. Yeah, and um, it, you always feel like you're gonna break it. That's exactly yeah. so you how don't. I feel. You don't. But, you don't. But I always feel like I'm gonna. They're break made that. well, and I think that's something to to, to 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 speak to. Like they're made well, you're not gonna break it, but it feels like you will. Yeah, you know. I will um, say when I put that on, I remember Ben told me it was gonna be low key. It's not low key, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it is not low key. I don't know what you were talking about. I watch I everyone may, or knows. I may not have it. said that because I wanted you to wear it to work. Yeah, and I did. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is getting way too much attention. Let me go back to Aquanaut. But it's crazy because, like you said, the Aquanaut flies under the radar. Nobody knows. Nobody no. knows. Yeah. But that piece is, you know, perfect. Uh, it's when you're going out, when you're going somewhere, it's a nice event. You know, it's, it's a beautiful piece. This is, this is, I mean, this is something you got Definitely to keep a flex. collection forever. This forever. Is, that's never leaving. And the blue and the dial. That, that the meteorite, the, the Snoopy, yeah. never leaving. Those all mean something to me at different this times of awesome, my life. This awesome, man. I love this. You know? Love it. Someday. But I went definitely from a white, you know, snowflake to this in a year. So from a white my snowflake. Taste, oh, that's pretty. Do you know, I, I, I got. Well, we told you. So that was talk about happen. that a little bit. Talk about. Let's talk about how you know the 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 evolution of taste. What was it that influenced you to continue to go, and that helped you pivot? So I think, um, first of all, getting pieces that I really like. Not really. Un- you know, at first you feel bad spending on a watch. Like when you never did it, you you feel really bad. You're mm-hmm. like, why am I spending this? But then as you understand more about the brands and the history and and just the the conversations that you have with people right. that you would never talk to yep. with these watches, it's what really sold me. So meeting you guys, right? Just meeting people that are in different points in their life. Right. I feel like when you have when you meet people with watches typically, it doesn't have to be hype. It could be anything. But just to have that thing in common with somebody, it opens a lot of doors. Well, we were talking oh, about sure. buying G-Shocks today. Yeah, and I, yes. I bought the G-Shock. Yeah. But it's there's something about you meeting 
um, people that you probably would never talk to if yes. you didn't have yeah. it 100%. that I'm really enjoying about the hobby, yeah. right? It's not just the, the hype and like you see, I have different things, but it's that conversation that breaks out. Yes. It's like an icebreaker. There's no need to be a weirdo. Just like, hey, nice watch. We can talk now. 100%. Yeah. It's so oh, much yeah. easier. It's all about relationships. I have yeah. so many friends, including you guys, yep. that I met through this hobby and that I now hang out with like, you know, yeah. weekends like all the time. Yeah, we got smashed last weekend. <laughs> we that did. was crazy. But yeah, there, yeah, there's something I think it's. It, we have to say it's. It's the same thing with sneakers, though. It's, yes, it's it the, is. It's not necessarily the the sneaker itself, but it's the people yeah. that are attached to it that you get to conversate with. And that's form what I love about with. it so much, and that's what's been so incredibly special about even like the podcast. Yeah. And the experience that we've had with it is all of the people that we've met and the relationships that we've fostered. But uh, in addition to all that, the experiences, you know what I'm saying? And meeting all of these different people from different walks of life and conversing with them and connecting with them. And um, also there's something about people like us collecting, right? 100%. Yeah. That that that's what turned me off about watches before i didn't because see, you didn't see a lot of us never so when i went to go get my watches and i met chris and you and i was just like oh like they look like me right like it's like it's cool and i think that's right? what's starting to wake up the watch world right now too yeah. is the watch world for the first time is looking around they're like oh there's a lot more yeah. people, oh, people of color are collecting watches <laughs> Exactly. And we're going to make it pop even more. Because 100%. They know that. You know, when we wear... They know that. You already know. When we wear things, sneakers, anything. Yeah. They know that and they love it and they should. They need to embrace it. And... It's the future. It is the future. Because as any community grows, it only grows with diversity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And when you have... And I think that's what's awesome about your story is because you here you have a New York homegrown guy right who's literally flipped himself to the top <laughs> to where he now has the tech daytonas aquanaut and oris in his collection among other pieces right and you're self-made you're a humble guy you're all about the community you're all about the culture and it shows people that like this hobby, this love for timepieces is, is not only for us, but it's not this pretentious, arrogant thing that, that, that exists for a selective few that like there are real people that are involved in this. Yeah. And that's what makes it special yeah. because it also gives someone, I mean, cause we know, we know people who are, who are doing what you were doing uh, today, 15 years ago. For sure. Right? It gives them something to aspire to. Yeah. It gives them something to, 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 to hunt down, to live up to. You know, and I think that's the, the incredible thing. Because these are hobbies, these are trophies, these are all of those things. Yeah. And then, so, you know, to have a, a guy who's New York homebred, top to bottom, made himself from the, from the bottom up you know what i'm saying that people can identify with because there's a culture behind it it's not just not it's not trivial well that's the one beautiful thing i think about it like you said i think it just gives they are trophies but it it is something to 
to look up to. And yeah. I, I think that's one of the dope, because I looked up to people. Yes. I was When I learned about it, I was like, oh, he, he has this. But it, you start realizing, like, it's it, sneakers and watches are like this right now. 100%. Right? I think if you really like sneakers and you, you have the... You don't even need the finances. You could wear a G-Shock. And, and G-Shocks are dope as hell. And dope I think as hell. when you have, you can get sneakers and oh, G-Shock. And you can have a pair of $100 Jordans and a G-Shock. And now we could talk. But here's the I thing too, right? And, In yeah. the same way how, and I think this is the thing that's really cool. In the same way, like you created your business, right? There's a kid out there that could start with a G-Shock. Mm-hmm. And quite literally flip his way to a protect Nautilus. Sure. If he goes about it the right way, thinks about it, studies enough, does his homework. Not care what people think. Not care what people think. That's the hard part. He could flip his way to a fucking Nautilus. And that's awesome. Yeah. And enjoy it. What what advice would you give somebody trying to do that right now? Um, I think the first thing I would say is um, have a belief in yourself. Yeah. Um, I really think that's important. But I'm... I'm really confident in if I put my mind to anything. Um, you can achieve it. I can, but I'm like, it seems arrogant, right? To like some people, like, but if you're not around me, you don't understand what I had to do to get where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And and feeling as if, if I put my mind to anything, I will accomplish it. And it's not about the money necessarily, because I think a lot of people get it confused. Sure. It's, it's the idea of just being bigger yeah. than most of the peers that I grew up with, because we just weren't given like any opportunities. Yeah. But when you get to a certain point in your life, you just feel like anything is possible. I really right. believe that. That's the first thing. Believe in yourself. And I think the second thing I really say is, you know, you really have to have tunnel vision. Yes. And I think it's difficult for people to understand what tunnel vision is unless you've experienced mm. it. And I think tunnel vision means like no, there's going to be a lot of things going on. But you should really focus on that one thing that you want to achieve because you get distracted sometimes. Yep. And those, a lot of people now, they want to be the jack of all trades. Yeah. And I'd rather be great in one thing Respect. than good in many. Yeah. That is going to always pay off more. Yeah. Right? Like if I sold cars and watches and shoes, it would never be as good as me just selling, having a great store. And that one store is going to lead to this and that. And it leads to other opportunities. Yep. But it would have never led to that if I didn't have tunnel vision and yep. was just so focused. And the last thing is just give back when you get something. Like, don't don't forget that a lot of people out here, like, these are cool, but a lot of people can't. Right now, the economy is messed up. And, you know, we're talking about watching and everything, but you have to give back. And yes. I think that's the number one thing I realize now as I get older. I mean, I take care of a lot of people, but I still find time uh, to give back to homeless people, to people that need food. Or just think, if I can always help, um, and it's within my means, more than happy to do. But give Absolutely. back. And I promise you, it'll come back. It will come back. It will always come back. And it that's the one thing my dad taught me. Give and it'll come back. Shout out to yeah. your pops, man. Um, I want to say big ups to you and your story. Um, just as fellow New Yorkers, I think I can speak for all of us when I say we're incredibly proud of you. Facts. And your accomplishments. Thank you. Yeah. You quite literally flipped yourself from six hundred and fifty dollars worth of shoes and losing one hundred and fifty dollars on all of them to <laughs> owning uh, the swatch collection that you have to fostering, uh, continuing to foster an incredible culture in the store that you have and uh, providing not only opportunities for fellow New Yorkers. 14 employees. Respect. And they all look like us. 
there there we go and <laughs> but also to giving back yeah and um that means a lot to me i know it means a lot to the guys that mm-hmm. are, i'm sitting with today yeah and so just want to take this opportunity to give you your flowers you deserve it for sure uh, as young as you are and what you've achieved, you have a lot to be proud of. And the fact that you're still out here looking to help and give back, I think, speaks volumes. And um, congratulations to you. And I continue to look forward to seeing you grow as not only a business owner, but as a watch collector. And yeah, as a friend, it'll probably continue. Fact. It definitely, it's definitely will continue. continue. <laughs> it's definitely will continue. Yeah, it's a hobby that it, 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 it definitely is. And um, you know, we appreciate you. Thank so you. So thank you for, for 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 coming on board and doing our show with us tonight. Mm-hmm. And this has been amazing because we get to sit down with one of our own, one of our peers, someone who's close to us in in, in age, our generation and has done something that many would consider to be impossible. And you've achieved that. Yeah. So shout out to you. Shout out to your wife, because we all know what yeah, this is. Out shout out to my mom, too. It don't go down. Shout out yeah. to his mom. Yeah. Mama used to let me borrow the rent money. Respect. To go flip shoes. Woo! Every time. She would say, never do it. Incredible. So shout out my mom. Incredible. Um, but shout out to you, man. Appreciate that. For, for getting it done and doing the damn thing. And um, I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to share real quick. Yeah, I, I just want to say that, I mean, to echo everything you just said, Danny's always giving back to his community, not only in the Lower East Side with District 1 is, but he's been on the news twice. Yeah. Like, the was it Fox 5 or no, News 11? Channel 12, I think. Channel 12 did a story on, on him and, and the store and everything he does for the community. He spoke at his high school recently. Awesome. And I know for being a kid that dropped out of high school, if I had someone in my life like Danny who resonates with things that I've been through and I can relate to, maybe come speak to us, life would have been a little bit different back mm-hmm. in those days. So I know that's super special. I mean, that's, 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 with, with everything in perspective, Ben, life is not that bad for you. It's not that bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? High school is rough, dog. But respect. Yeah. No, I feel you. No, high school in Brooklyn is rough. I know. I yeah, know. I think I think something to say too is Please. we don't all have to be basketball players and baseball. Like we always want to be, you know, athletes when we're growing up or rappers. And yeah. it's like now nah, you could actually do it a different way too. And if you realize where the real money comes from, it's really only one zero point zero zero one percent make it to that anyway. I think if you if if young people learn more about business and entrepreneurship, mm. there's way more avenues to grow. 100%. than just focusing on being a baseball player like that and was, I, yeah you know. and i think the cool thing about you saying that too is because i think oftentimes with young people and maybe i'm just the old person i don't know You're but not i think often <laughs> <laughs> i think oftentimes the young people it's you know they want to be true to themselves and i think what's cool about what you've done is you're not a rapper you're not an athlete but you figured out a way to monetize your interest. You figured out a way to monetize your hobby, the things that you love, and to show them that you can do that, right? Like, you know, maybe you're not the most talented athlete. Maybe you're not the most talented musician. But if you do your homework, you understand business, you're in tune with things that you love, you can figure out how to monetize your it. own lane. You can develop and create your own lane. And there's still space for that. There's still opportunities for that. And I think that's one of the biggest keys 
from from your story that I take and I think that other people can learn from. And I think that's incredibly inspiring. And I salute you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate so it. for those of you who are listening, watching, etc., this is the Risk Check Podcast yep. with Perry, Ben, minus Rashawn this week because he's still on vacation. He's out there surfing somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Enjoy your life. <laughs> Uh, but you know where to find us on Instagram. You can find us at Risk Check Pod on YouTube, Risk Check Podcast, Spotify. You can watch and listen at uh, Risk Check Podcast. We're also on Apple Podcasts yep. and Google Podcasts. We're on TikTok. Um, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you give us a good rating. Follow, like, share. Yes. All of the above. We're also incredibly reachable. You can find us on social media. Send My us a DM. My favorite thing to do now is talk favorite shit thing. in the comments. Let's go. I mean, send us a comment. Send us a DM. We will. We absolutely 100% will respond to you. We love engaging with our audience. And this is episode 31. We'll see you next week. Peace. Deuces. Peace.